The Suns get stunned in Arizona. Money making Mitch got his own persona. Dropping dimes every which way, dominating like Dr. J. Randall and Franks got Phoenix running a lap as they put the Australian NBL on the map. Oh, here goes. And welcome to episode 46 of Throwback Hoops. Woody V is in the house. Please do follow the show on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcasts. You would have just heard me spit some of my own bars with reference to the Adelaide 36ers' fantastic win over the Phoenix Suns, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Now, before I welcome everyone, I just wanted to take a minute to pay tribute to my man, Coolio. The all here goes you hear from me at the start of every episode was a line used by Coolio during the theme song to Keenan and Kel. Coolio passed away during the week and was, uh, was someone we all admired a lot. Uh, he was a terrific entertainer, so rest in peace to Coolio. And with that, a warm welcome to my co-host, Robbie Clayton. How are you, man? What's up, Woods? Good to be here, mate. And, mate, you're writing your own rap songs now. I'm liking that. Yeah, good hey. stuff. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. And uh, we also have a very good friend of Throwback Hoops on the show today, Andrew Canyon, fresh off a stint uh, at the Blitz in Darwin from the NBL podcast, is in the building. You ready to chop it up, AC? Fellas, I am ready to chop it up. Chop, chop. Let's get to it. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. No, thanks. Thanks. Pleasure, and, uh, it's always uh, always fun having you on the show and talking basketball, Andrew. All right. So, Andrew, you know, as you come on this show, you got to wear some memorabilia, showcase a jersey, a shirt. I see you got... Uh, something right there so why don't you tell the audience a little bit about what you what you're rocking today yeah i sure do so as you guys probably know i'm not a huge jersey collector so my when you say bring a jersey options are limited so i thought i'd bend the rules of just a little bit and hope you'd be okay with that so today i am rocking in uh it's a, it's a perth bandits mbl blitz tour darwin 2022 uh my good mate nick tan perth bandits obviously whip these up for me as a surprise so we got up to darwin and we were rocking the uh the perth bandits tour shirts when we were we were up there Very for cool. the blitz and uh he actually had three of them made it was really really quite clever so i was wearing the orange uh there was a black and a white which are actually the three colors of the uh northern territory flag so he uh he thought it through um so he was wearing one and he had his um cousin who was up there spend a day with us wearing the other. So Perth Bandits, I'm representing them as an official team of the NBL today. That's brilliant. At least there's some meaning behind that and, 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 and recent meaning as well. And shout out to Nick Tan. He put a lot of thought, obviously, into creating those jerseys. And great work you did, by the way, over there in Darwin. Um, we heard all the podcasts, so kudos to you, my man. Thanks, man. You want to know what I had for dinner tonight? <laughs> no, I do not like that. It's only five o'clock there, isn't it, man? In Perth, you, 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 you haven't eaten yet, man. You know, I had Subway. What did you have, bro? I know what you had. You had, you had pasta. Pizza and pasta, yeah. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. All right. Okay, let's move on. Robbie. All right, man. Um, also very much in the theme of things today. Um, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about the jersey you got hanging up and the jersey you're wearing right now? Uh, yeah. I definitely would. So look, as you know, mate, a little bit um, underprepared this week, had a bit of a crazy week, so not going to go on my massive spiel with the jerseys like I normally do, but hanging behind me is a Paddy Mills jersey, um, sort of representing their um, bronze medal in the Tokyo Olympics, so thought I'd hang that one, but look, I'll stand up and show you the one I'm wearing, pretty sort of meaningful after what we saw take place on the weekend, Wood, so uh, it actually arrived in the mail today too, so I've ripped the tag off and I'll show you this one. And to everyone who can't see, uh, Robbie actually ordered this at the bronze medal game from our seats. Uh, it's a Lauren Jack Jackson number 25 Boomers jersey. 
And Robbie, while you're just standing up, I was telling the, the audience about how you're sitting in our seats during the bronze medal games, ordering that on your phone. Exactly right. Yeah, well, I wanted to buy one at the game, didn't I? And for some reason, they thought, you know, they probably wouldn't get stock in for the finals games, which is a bit crazy because I think a lot of people would have been buying them that day there. So hey, they were sold out after a couple of days, man. Not even the finals, so, right? Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah, didn't sort of appreciate sort of the interest it'd be for them. But yeah, had to get the LJ jersey. Um, look, I've told the story a bit on the podcast. I was lucky to cover a game in the NBL One East this year. Got to meet her and have a nice chat with her after the game. And yeah, it was just so special. I mean, I know we're going to talk about it a little bit in the show, but it was really special uh, being there, wasn't it? Woods, knowing that was the sure last game and seeing the emotion there and everything. So, yeah, just a, a real shout out to, to the absolute goat there. Um, I also wanted to show off, and I haven't had a bobblehead for a while, have I, Woods? So, no, you haven't, man. A bit of a rare one here I got quite a while ago, actually. So, it's my LJ Seattle wow. bobblehead there. So, I think that I, way a bit. Yeah. <laughs> So a little bit of a story about this one too. When I met um, LJ after that NBL one game, I was having a bit of a chat with her and I, I told her I had that bobblehead. She was actually really excited to hear that. She's like, oh, is it wearing the white jersey or the green jersey? I'm like, oh, it's the green one. So she was obviously pretty aware of those those bobbleheads. And again, one of those stadium giveaways, I think it's a, whatever this is, a Virginia Mason Team Medicine or something. So it was obviously a sponsor that night and yeah, holding up one of her MVP trophies there. So yeah, just a, a big shout out to, to Lauren the Goat Jackson. Robbie, and you said it was actually a pleasure being there, watching that the last bit of the game and, and taking it all in. We were lucky we weren't at home watching on ESPN, right? Oh, absolutely. What a nightmare they had, right? Jeez, our yeah. phones were blowing up, weren't they? What's going on? Yeah, look, we were at the game. We're seeing it all, but yeah. Drop the vision. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't, a, wasn't a great moment, was it? No, definitely not. And what about yourself there, Woods? I can see you rocking right. an old school champion jersey there. You, you stand up and I'll tell also you. Also very fitting, man. So, yeah. yeah. So Woody's standing up wearing the old school champion Golden State Warriors, Tim Hardaway jersey. Loving that jersey. You like those old champion ones there, Wood? So, yeah, as you said, pretty topical at the moment. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Mr. Hardaway? The killer crossover, man, you know? You'll, you we always remember that. Right? Yeah, for sure. And, and, and even Andrew, even though right now he might not be the biggest NBA guy, back then he was. So I know he remembers oh, Tim yeah. Hardaway, you know, oh, and yeah. run TMC. Run TMC, man. And had a white guy. <laughs> exactly right um but yeah you know just inducted into the naismith hall of fame of this last week um very deserving you know his son obviously is now an nba player as well just some accolades uh, which actually put him into that um higher echelon and then got him into that hall of fame five-time nba all-star all nba nba first teamer in 97 sorry five-time nba all-star uh three-time all nba second team um all nba uh rookie first team uh, had a storied career with the Golden State Warriors, Miami Heat, Dallas Mavericks, Denver Nuggets, and Indiana Pacers. What do you remember about Timmy Hardaway, Robbie? Well, I mean, I loved his game. You know, he had that sort of you know bit of showmanship to him with you know, we, as we said, the UTEP two-step and that crossover that he had. But I'm actually liking sort of hearing some of the stories from his ex-teammates and everything that have come out this week. You can see how much he meant to them, and he's still such a, a popular sort of player there. So yeah, he had a bit of a, a journeyman career at the end, didn't he? But obviously, yeah, it was probably the gold state where people were maybe remembering the most. Yep, and that friendship between the three of those guys, Mitch Richmond, Chris Mullen, Tim Hardaway, it's just heartwarming to see. So the fact that they still maintain that over all these years and are still thick as thieves, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. And how, come, how low down is that Golden State on that jersey there? It's, it's those yeah, old ones like that, the Warriors. Yeah. It's this is, down the jersey, this is right? probably from 1991, 92. Yeah, 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 very early. early yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's a classic. Um, don't, don't get it out often, but I thought it would be a good time to do it. All right. So good thank time to do so. Thanks, guys, and really appreciate it. all three of you making that effort and, and really fitting the, the, the various different uh, jerseys and T-shirts we've worn this week. So 
Thanks a lot for that. All right, let's get into it. Women's World Cup, guys. So maybe I'll throw over to I know uh, Robbie and me were there. Andrew, I know you got a chance to watch that that uh, the last bit of the tournament. You know, um, yeah. after your NBL um, blitz, you know, responsibilities were done. So tell me a little bit about what, what you thought about that. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's great to have a world tournament in Australia, and I think I think Australia for for all our problems with basketball and stuff like that, we put on a good tournament. Like generally. Uh, uh, events are well run. You can trust the management of them. But what I really like is the Sydney crowd got out for it. Like, Absolutely. well done, Sydney. So often Sydney is seen, like, in NBL circles anyway, as kind of like a, a front-running crowd. You know, they'll show up if there's winners or somebody they really want to support. But it seemed like the city just got around this thing. So, you know, that's for me looking at it from the other side of the country. It looked awesome. Um, yeah. I think it was really looking thinking about the... The two, the two critical games, though, right? You had the the China game, which they just lost, um, which is a real bummer. And it was. I don't know how much detail you want me to go into, but I just look go at that it. as a real lost opportunity. I, I think Sandy Brondello, I'm not inspired by her as a coach. You know, like, she's done well. You know, she's turned them around, so results on the board. But I don't know. I just think not putting Lauren Jackson into that game at any point in time just felt like she was just had a game plan scripted out and wasn't able to respond to the moment. So that was a bit disappointing. As much as we had then the turnaround and the dream finish to win the next game with LJ starring, it's very much a case of what could have been. It's like, oh, God, could she have had that game beforehand? Yeah. Having said all that, though, it's so much better to win a game for bronze than to lose a game for silver. So, I don't know. It's almost like it, maybe it worked out for the best. LJ having a big game and ending on a win rather than potentially having a good game and then ending on a loss. I don't know what you guys think about that. It's funny, Andrew. We sort of thought the same. You know, As much as we'd have loved him to, to play in that gold medal game, being at that game and just seeing how happy they were to get a win in that final game. So, it was kind of mixed emotions. Look, I definitely agree with what you said about that China game. Look, it almost felt to me like Brondillo forgot about Jackson. I don't know if she's come out and said that she was trying to save her for the bronze medal game. It's easy to sort of say that now. It just felt strange to me. It felt like she sort of got a little bit mixed up with her rotations. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I guess it's a big sort of case of what if. I mean, why would you have not even put her in in that last play, you know, against China? You know, the, the biggest body on the court, the most experienced player, she can hit that three, you know. It just seemed very strange to me. But, look, again, it was so great to see her sort of play so well. I mean, you know, just carved it up, didn't she, Woods? You know, we were just we were almost laughing. She just had the, the ball on a string in that, you know, in that second half in particular, and no one could stop it for Canada. I mean, that was actually a bit of a game, wasn't it, for half a game? Canada actually came out pretty well. Um, but, yeah, Jackson was just the absolute difference in that game. And how good was it seeing her teammates, just how much love they had for her, you know, on the bench and everything else like that? No one sort of begrudging, you know, a superstar coming back in. Lauren Jackson... I thought she was quite humble with the way she played. She, you know, seemed to accept playing those two minutes. You know, certainly I'm not sure what she was like, sort of, you know, privately sort of thing, whether she was a bit annoyed about that. But yeah, really great to see her go out on a high and, you know, no better way to, to finish your last game, you know, in that in green and gold and, you know, win and get a bronze medal. So it was a really proud moment, wasn't it? What, what did you sort of think about it, Woods? Yeah, I echo your sentiments as well. I mean, it's much better to see them winning that bronze than losing for the silver. We actually had a lunch after that China loss with the Doyon body nudge for lunch, just before the bronze medal game. And he was also um, not too happy with the way Brondello went about things the night before. I think the whole of Australia, not just body and us, were upset the night before watching that happen, right? Yeah. But then 
very quickly our, our, our sentiments and, and, and the way we thought about things changed once we saw what Lauren did in that final game, you know. And it's a thing of... Um, It'll go into folklore in Australian basketball as a legendary farewell. Comes back at the at the age of forty one. Um, has that thirty point game to win a medal for a country. I mean, it's I scripted mean, pretty well. I mean, to me, it's kind yeah. of the women's basketball equivalent of MJ coming back and hitting that jumper uh, in Utah. Yeah, you know, yep. like just end it. Like what a legend! Yeah, it's amazing. What yeah. a performance. Yeah, so my next question was, what do you think of LJ's uh, farewell 30-point performance? But I think we got that covered, guys, automatically, <laughs> organically. So, uh, Well, I might take that. it backwards as well. AC obviously mentioned you know, about the, the Sydney crowd supporting. And I, I always thought that was true as well. I was a little bit worried about that. You, yes. You're absolutely right, Andrew. They are, you know, they can be a bit of a front-running sort of, you know, uh, um, city supporting the various teams over the years. Yep. But I thought they came out in force. And, look, I think it's... I know you're probably going to ask that one, Woods, but I think it's going to do wonders for, for basketball, and especially women's basketball. So maybe we can talk about that a little bit. Don't even need me here, man. You know, just you know, <laughs> you know, just going through it yourself. Okay, all right. So what I was actually going to say is, look, what is it going to do for women's basketball in this country? That, yeah. that uh, Andrew mentioned it. You mentioned it. Great crowds coming in from Sydney. And, you know, Andrew, not just people from Sydney. People came from interstate to watch the tournament, right? So it's put a basketball on the map, women's basketball, um, and in Australia. So... What's the next step here? We're going to get more crowds into the WNBL. Um, what's it going to do moving forward for us? I, I think that will be the case. I mean, I think junior basketball levels in, in Sydney and New South Wales are probably at record highs at the moment. We know where we play Woods. They're just, they're basically numbers. They don't have enough courts, basically, for the amount of people that want to play in these competitions. And, you know, it's great sort of seeing some of these girls out there, not only sort of seeing people like Lauren Jackson, but some of those other stars. I mean, you know how much I love Steph Talbot there, Woods. I mean, she was just incredible that tournament. So, you know, if you're a young, you know, especially female that's sort of watching and you see these girls as role models sort of thing, I think it's great inspiration for them to sort of, you know, try and get to that next level. But, yeah, I think it's going to do do great, you know, wonders for, for basketball here and it's, it's good to see. Andrew in the West? Yeah, I, I mean, I've gotten been watching the – it's kind of a bracketed. I've watched – so I've watched the, the international play here and yeah. then I've spent a lot of time, like, like you, Robbie, doing the NBL1 commentary over here for the Perth Redbacks. So watching a lot of NBL1 women's – for the season got just gone and i feel like those two things have really amped up my enthusiasm for the women's game and i'm really looking forward to the WNBL now as sort of that that league in between those two standards um and hopefully the WNBL can parlay that um into something good they've obviously an organization that's had some challenges over the last couple of years mm. i think they've got better leadership in place now so let's hope that they can start to get that show on a, on a better road Definitely. I know for me, I'll be watching more WNBL this year than I've ever watched before. So it's certainly, I feel like I've got that bug a little bit as well now. So hopefully a lot of other people are. But I know you're sort of a big supporter of it, Woods, as well, the WNBL. Definitely. Keen to see a few games this year. Yeah, I'm definitely keen to see a few games this year. And um, look, for all of, all our audience, if you jump on KO or SBS, you can see the... Um, Melbourne Boomers documentary. I don't know if you guys have, have, oh, had a chance to watch it yet. About equality between um, the male and, and female game. And these girls are working before going to training. And salaries are at, started for $15,000 a year. There's a, there's a huge discrepancy there. So what we need to do is go out and support the women's game. And, and, and try and bridge that gap. It's never going to be equal, equal to the NBL. But let's try and bridge that gap and get behind it. And I hope that the World Cup um, does that. And... Guys like you commentating the NBL one, both men and women. By the way, I'm in royalty. Jacinta, Govind, Robert Clayton, Andrew Kenyon. I'm surrounded by NBL one royalty, so it's an honor, guys. And, and great job, Andrew, what you did this year and giving back to the game um, through, Thanks, through the man. NBL one. You've got to get yourself a gig as well, Woody. 
Yeah, you know what I mean. They, you know, they they don't hire people like me for that, man. Shout <laughs> <laughs> out for the two teams from from the West as well, winning the NBL one there, yeah. um, Andrew. That's pretty. Yeah, I don't like I don't like to brag, but we're pretty good, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Andrew, I prefer just sitting behind Robbie with my beers. Anyway, watching the games. Don't know, Robbie. Yeah, he lets me know if I've done anything. Good <laughs> no. But seriously, great work, guys, and, and, and I hope you guys are re- renewing your agreements to do it again next season. Yep. Definitely, I'll be back. Yeah, I'm back. Yep. Awesome, guys, awesome. All right, let's get into some NBL discussion, right? And you know I took the time to, to write that rap and everything, but Adelaide versus Phoenix, I mean, what a flagship moment for Australian basketball. What a, what a week Australian basketball has had. First with the, with the Boomers, Lauren Jackson, and, and one of our NBL teams going out there, and beating an NBA team in the preseason. And not just any old NBA team, the Phoenix Suns, you know? So maybe I'll start off with Andrew. Let me, why don't you kick it off and, and tell me what you think of that result? Yes. That was an, just an epic, epic performance. And not, you know, I saw thinking this Adelaide tour, I thought they might have a chance against OKC. They just might have a chance. Suns was like, oh, it's just a, it's just a practice run, right? They're going to get smoked. They came out and did the smoking. That shooting performance was sensational. What I love about it, though, is it wasn't just... It was led by the American players, but the Aussies stood tall. Like Sunday, like breaking some ankles and dropping dropping the threes. You had Mitch McCarron pinging the ball around, doing his classic look-away passes. You know, the, the old man DJ. Like everybody <laughs> stepped up. I loved it. it so exciting. 16 assists from McCarron. Right? That is unbelievable. I know it's NBA assists, but even still, that's yeah. a lot, right? No, absolutely. I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch um, NBL overtime yet that just um, was on this evening, I believe. But, yeah, they had um, Randall on there, sort of speaking, from Phoenix. And you could tell, I mean, they they were they were expecting to, to go over there and be competitive and, and potentially get wins there. So it would be interesting to see if there's any letdown in that OKC game on Friday. Um, you know, I heard someone say, oh, they're probably favourites going into that game. Now, no, they're not favourites. They're still playing an NBA team with NBA you know, every player that's, you know, on a higher level than them. But I think they've shown now they can definitely go out and win that game. They've just got to stop Giddy first and his quest for averaging a triple-double this year. So, Woody, have you ever gone out and shot the ball at, like, 65% from the three-point line or whatever? No, but Robbie Robbie probably has at some <laughs> stage. In fact, he'll let me know about it when he does usually, right? Oh, true, true. I haven't yeah. hit nine in a game like Randall. I've hit eight, eight quite a lot of times. Yeah. I mean, nine threes in yeah. a game is just extreme, isn't it? Yeah. A few assists from your boy Woody V over the years as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I reckon in my entire playing life, I probably felt super hot like that. Maybe two or three times. Oh, okay. And the feel the feeling is amazing, right? It is. When you start shooting threes and you know it's going in. Yeah. But to do it on an NBA court when you when like I think I made a tweet like a week ago, they were they were shooting shots in the Darwin Basketball Association. You know, like how bizarre to go from Darwin, where just random Aussies and thongs walking past you, to suddenly you're in an NBA building and you're doing that. It's just incredible. Against and, a couple of smug guys like Chris Paul and Devin Booker makes it even better as well. I was waiting for that. No, I was actually on, on your podcast, the Pocket Podcast last week, and we were talking about um, Randall and how he's a no-no-yes player, and he takes some really ill-advised shots, right? I mean, one day those shots are going to drop, and you're going to have your day in the sun, and it just happened to be that day. And Okay, I mean, all these talk about these guys getting, you know, Exhibit 10 deals, training camp deals off the back of one big game shooting, that's a, that's, that's a bit... 
exorbitant. I don't think that's going to happen, right? But Robbie, you know, I think no, I don't think that. it will. I mean, look, all the NBA teams are certainly aware of guys, guys like Robert Franks and Randall and stuff like that. It's not like they haven't heard of these people before, but yeah, yeah look, it might help their case eventually, but I think they're going to need to see a little bit more in this season yeah. just to make sure that wasn't a one-off game, but certainly won't do their chances any harm, though, will it? No, no. Well, terrific to, to see, and I think they might even actually go in as Slight favourites over OKC. Did you hear what the odds were for that game against Adelaide? They were 55 to 1, Adelaide. So, <laughs> we had a few bucks Oh, there. I should have had a bite there, man. should have had a bite there. Sure, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. 55 to 1. 55. <laughs> Mind you, I still wouldn't have done it. <laughs> no, me too. <laughs> okay. So I just brought up the screen there. Sorry, it's a bit small. There's a lot of games this week, guys. So I'm just going to go through the round. Um, and then you guys can sort of give me your thoughts on how you think uh, the penny is going to drop. And um, just a little bit about how, how you think some of these teams were doing in, in after round one. So let's start off with... Robbie, let's start off with you. Illawarra and Southeast Melbourne. I actually like this game, actually. I know we're going out for a bit of an end-of-season um, night tomorrow night, Wood, so we'll try and make sure they yep. get that on the TV there. Um, look, I actually thought Illawarra were pretty good against Sydney last week. I know everyone's talking a lot about Sydney and, you know, obviously what Walton Jr. did and, and stuff like that. I thought Illawarra were pretty decent in that game. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to that. I heard Joe Cheese coming back sooner rather than later. It's going to be this round. But, yeah, look, I'm going to say Illawarra get their, their first win of the season at home under, under coach uh, JoJo for that one. Shout out to Coach JJ. All right, Andrew, moving on to you, New Zealand Breakers versus the Tasmania Jack Jumpers. All right, so yeah. yeah, yeah. Look, I've got the New Zealand Breakers down to win this one, probably in a canter. First game back in New Zealand for a long time, so you know it's going to be amped. Yeah, um, they're going to be ready to put on a show. I don't care what players they've got and whether they were or weren't there last year. They'll they'll know what it's all about. They're going to turn up. The Jack Jumpers have been terrible. Um, oh yeah. Well, yeah, so I just don't see where they're going to get enough offense. Majette has been an absolute disappointment. Thanks for being captain of my fantasy team last week. Oh, I should Majette. mention that fantasy matchup last week, actually. I think I might have just pipped you for a win there, right? Oh, I don't even want to just, talk. Just, I'm so yeah. bad at fantasy. Oh, you went all right. You went all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, so, Tasmania could be 0-3, right? That's a pretty big game for them. I mean, they could be 0-4. They're playing Brisbane as well. So it's yeah. a tough doubleheader this week, which we'll get into. But, yeah, I'm, I'm concerned about them. They're missing, obviously, Clint Steindl, um, Sammy Mack, and um, who else are they missing? Will Magney as well. As well. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, it's going to be a tough run for them this year. And as you said, Majet's a concern, but yeah. Um, all right, moving on. Um, I'm going to be at this game, first first game of the season. So my season ticket arrived today. Great seats I've got. So really excited to, to go out there. And it looks like it's raining, so cricket's going to be cancelled on Saturday. So going to enjoy a few beers. Hey, and... hey Woods, it's raining in Sydney. I just can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. the 100th day of rain so far this year. Yeah. Absolute joke the weather here, seriously. But re- really excited to see um, Derek Walton Jr. live and, and, and Justin Simon and... Um, just see this new Kings line up against the Brisbane Bullets team, which um, I might ask you guys about a bit later. Okay, moving on. Let's go with Robbie, Southeast Melbourne and Cairns. Well, I know they're playing your second favourite team in Cairns. And this actually could be a decent game on paper. Look, I'm going to say Southeast will sort of bounce back. I'm obviously predicting him to lose tomorrow yep. night. So we should say we're recording um, Wednesday, the 5th of October, as we're doing this right. now. So, yeah, look, I'd say Southeast might win that one. Look, Cairns were certainly impressive on that Monday night game, weren't they? I know you said posted a little bit on, on Twitter there. They sort of they came out and probably surprised a few people there. And what did you say their, their over and under was there for the season? 7.5, man. Seven. So, so they're already one game. They've got like six and a half just to beat that. So that would have been pretty good good money to get that. So, yeah. Um, look, I'll say southeast, but look, I think this could be a pretty competitive game. 
Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, AC, Perth, Illawarra. Yeah, I'm going to be at this game sitting with my mates up in the stands. Awesome. Um, So that'll be a fun game to see. Um, I think Perth will get this win. I think they've just got too many many horses um, against the Hawks. So that shouldn't... But the thing I'm most interested in watching is what's going to happen with Brady Maddock. Like, that is the story of Perth basketball at the moment. A guy who comes in with huge wraps. Everybody's expecting him to be a knockdown shooter. And he's all up in his head at the moment. So can he get that sorted out? Can he knock down a couple of triples and get it going? Um, That's the one I'm really interested in seeing. Yeah. My hot take at the start of the year was Tim Suarez is going to be better than Brady Manick, and I got a, I got a bit of heat for that, but it's it's not looking too wrong at the moment. Um, one thing I do want to ask you guys is, did you see what happened today with um, Todd Blanchfield? He had a serious shoulder injury and he's apparently punched the wall and left training really uh-huh. angry and upset. Um, so we're going to have to watch this space. Did you hear about that, AC? I did, actually. Uh, my mate Nick Tan was at that training session. And, uh, right. Yeah, he, he filled us in on... Yeah, it didn't look good. Looked um, and apparently Blanchfield was pretty pissed off. So uh, it doesn't bode well. Yeah. So you got the inside scoop then, right? So yeah. <laughs> we Man, see that... with these older guys too. They're more sort of um, you know prone to picking up these injuries and being out longer, haven't they? So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Perhaps I mean, we can see my boy Corey Shovel getting some minutes in replacement if Blanchfield is out for a while. Could be good. I mean, to be fair, Blanchfield didn't exactly you know set the world on fire in his first week out. So. No. And that's a position they've got pretty well covered in the roster depth. So Yeah, that's true. Travis will probably see more minutes there at that three spot, right, as a result? Yeah. Um, okay. Tasmania versus Brisbane. I might take this one. Brisbane, I mean, it's going to be a competitive game. I'd like to think that um, I'd say Brisbane are going to take this, man. The, the one thing that concerns me about Brisbane is they still don't have a proper point guard, you know? You've still got Sobe and, and Tyler Johnson who are who are two guards doing a bit of point guard by committee. And I think that's going to come back to bite them in the butt later on in the season. What do you guys think? Hey, Woods, I know it was only one game we saw Brisbane against the Wildcats last week. I thought Brisbane had some pretty bad body language, to be honest, in that game. I was sort of watching that closely. and no, I mean, obviously, it yeah, happens like that when you're losing, but didn't think they were on the same page with a lot of their players there. So hopefully they can turn that around. Yeah. AC? Yeah, well, that's interesting. I didn't really notice that, but I'm not going to say you weren't, you weren't right. Um, the thing I'm looking at is Tassie. If they lose this one, they're going to be 0-4, 0-4. Yeah. Huge. And uh, that's, that's danger signs or early in the season. Mm. So, yeah, not great to have back, you know, double-headers two weeks running. Yeah, that's true. Hey, just quietly, boys, we spoke about Adelaide as well. What do you think of this thing where Adelaide sort of obviously are over there playing in the States and they don't start off their NBL campaign until round three? It's probably not the, the best timing, isn't it? Because they've not maybe... You know, tried to start this preseason earlier somehow. I don't know. It just seems a bit weird that you know we'll have Tasmania playing four games at the end of this round before Adelaide have played one. So a bit strange. You see? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's strange. I think you know, timing that you'll do what you're told when the NBA is involved, right? Yeah. So it's like, and I think they just judge that they haven't done it the last couple of seasons. If they didn't do it this year, they might fall off the mm. off the radar. So I think you just got to do it. I think the mark. The marketing is worth it, and the fact they won, yes, uh, there'll be no, there'll be no issues at all. That's it. Yep. So if you've got a fantasy team, no Adelaide players again this week, but get some of them in for next week because I'll be playing a few catch-up games here, won't they? So get yep. a couple of those guys on the doubles. Yep, yep. Now good call, Robbie. All right, Melbourne versus Sydney. I'll throw it to you, Rob. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Um, look, Melbourne. I don't know. I'm still really not quite sure what to expect from that team this year. I thought they had a couple of guys that weren't that great. I didn't think Isaac Humphreys looked amazing in that first no. game. Um, obviously, we know uh, 
Rathan, Rathan, whatever you want to call him this week, Mays was pretty good. But um, look, I think Sydney will be too strong personally in this one. No, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, and yeah, um, that last game, Cairns versus Perth, as much as I'd like to say that my uh, my second favourite team is going to upset you, your guys, Perth Wildcats, it'll be a very competitive game. I'll tell you, that'll be fun to watch on a Monday night. Um, but yeah, I think Perth should take care of business there. Yeah, Is that, is that one of the longest road trips in the league, Perth to Cairns? I'm I trying to work is. out. It must, must Unless be it's New Zealand. One. Perth to New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, Perth to New Zealand, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I've actually tipped Cairns in that one. Oh, nice. Perth, Perth don't travel to Cairns well, and I reckon I, I like Cairns. They're going to be up and about. Well, I hope you're right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Really appreciate that. So now we get to the fun part of the show. Um, last year, Robbie, we did this. Um, we had your your co-host and counterpart, Joe Cord, joining us last year on the, on the show to, to do the awards predictions, Andrew. But this yeah, year, we decided to bring you along. You brought in the real talent this year. What did yeah. Joe know? You know, like yeah. What, what did Joe say last year? R.J. Hunter to be scoring leader. <laughs> Rob Lowe to be most improved player. He gave us some pretty bad predictions. You won't let forget those, will you? No, no, I won't. No. <laughs> Love you, J.C. Man, but you know I have to call, I have to remind you about that. All right, let's do this. Okay, this is going to be really fun. So I'll, maybe I'll just kick things off. I'm going to start off with the top six in order, guys. Right. All right, and um, so the top four obviously making the playoffs. The fifth and sixth team making the the play in. Right. So I've got Perth as, as number one. This is probably the first time I'm ever going to say this, but I feel Perth is going to finish off one. Sydney two, Adelaide three, Southeast Melbourne four, and then Melbourne and Cairns to to be the fifth and the sixth team. I'm, I've gone out on, on a limb and say Brisbane will probably not make it. So that that's me. Maybe we'll throw over to you, Robbie. Yeah, look, having the internet's breaking up a bit here. I'm not going to say whose fault it is this week, Woods, after blaming you last week when it was mine. So hopefully nah, you're fine today. Um, it's all right for you? Okay, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, Look, I'm going to say probably... I'd say Sydney, uh, then Perth, Adelaide three, Southeast four, Brisbane five, and Melbourne six. Um, and if you want to know my bottom four as well, I'll have New Zealand, Illawarra, Cairns, and Tassie as the wooden spooners. Okay. I have, I'm cheating here a little bit because I went out and gave my, my rankings on, on NBL Pocket Podcast, but already I'm making some adjustments. <laughs> okay, that's cool. That's cool. So, so for the top the top. Four or six. I've got Adelaide coming in number one, followed by Perth, then Sydney, then Brisbane, and then I've got Melbourne Southeast in that five six right spot. So Cairns, Illawarra, Tasmania, and New Zealand to miss out for you, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now that, that they're all they're all reasonable. I mean, it's probably the first time Robbie's going to say Sydney's going to come first, and Woody's going to say Perth is going to come first. But you know, it's nice, man. I think Sometimes we're just saying that to try and you know, get a bit of reversal of fortunes there, but yeah. That's recency bias with Adelaide, but I'm on the bandwagon now, you know? I'm on the bandwagon, AC, right? Yeah, yeah if they come back with all their imports, I assume that's the case. Yeah, yeah. definitely. They're going to be really good good this year. Um, all right, cool. Um, NBL champions, AC. Adelaide, I'm sticking with them. <laughs> going hard. I know what you're going to say, Robbie. Uh, I'm going to say Sydney, mate. I... Oh, oh, what? Honestly, right. I think Sydney's local talent is just is first class, and I think if these imports play like it in that first game there, um, I, I think Sydney could go go back to back. Okay, yeah, I'm going to say Sydney too. So that's nice, man. Yeah, I don't like agreeing with you, Woods. This is a good one. Okay, um, all right, MVP, Robbie. Uh, I'm going to say Derek Walton Jr. on the back of that first game there. Um, look, I think he was really impressive. I know it's obviously normally that award's going to go to someone that's, you know, either first or, you know, in the tops of a couple on the ladder there. So he was super impressive in that first game. And that's assuming someone like him doesn't get a call up to the NBA. So who knows? If he plays like this, he might not be here long. But, yeah, that's my early tip anyway. 
Yeah, me too. So this is this is crazy, man. We're, we're agreeing guys, too much. Yes, <laughs> you guys, did you not see Bryce Cotton play the game? Oh, okay, all right, all right, yeah. all right. <laughs> 23 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists, 6 steals. Yep, and you're yep. going to say he's not MVP? Come on, guys. Sort yourselves out. No, that's a, that's a fair comment, man, right? <laughs> that's a fair comment. No, I think he's going to be right right there in the business. So no one's going to argue with that prediction, AC. Um, and yeah, I think he's got a point to prove this year. After what happened last year, um, he's got a bit of a chip on yeah. his shoulder. So really excited. Get him in your fantasy team, by the way. He's got 91 <laughs> fantasy points last week, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, let's move on. Um, scoring leader. AC. Scoring leader. Uh, well, on the back of that, I'm going to say Bryce Cotton. I, I just, he looks like he's just ready to. Yeah. Like likewise, yeah. Like yeah. a, a times three there, yeah. All right, so we all got Bryce Scott. Hey, this is good. You know, we're all there and thereabouts. You know, so. Yeah. Um, okay, defensive player of the year, Robbie. I had a bit of a think about that one. Look, I'm going to say Justin Simon. Um, I know we saw that stat. I think they were talking about Darnell Mee, basically how he won the defensive player of the year, and then he sort of went overseas for a little bit and came back. Um, the only one I think could be in uh, contention. Um, what's the name of that big guy for New Zealand Woods? Uh, uh, I can't remember. Uh, uh, what's his what? name, AC? Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. No, what's his name, AC? What's his name? What's part of me? Oh, yeah, that's it. That's oh, it. Man. Yeah, all right, that's it. That's it. I like the way that He's a beast, man. He's a beast. I'm yeah. say Simon, maybe just Pips. Pips, pardon me. Yep. AC? Got Antonius Cleveland. Fair. Nice. Yeah. That's fair. Him and Justin that's Simon, fair. they're very much, much of a muchness, right? But I'm yeah. going to go with Cleveland. I got my man, Justin Simon, right? So between the three of us, we've chosen the Defensive Player of the Year years for the last two years, right? So, and Sydney are going to be winning a few awards, by the way, we're, we're talking about this. Uh, I just can't believe you're, you're, you're so much on the Sydney bandwagon, Robbie, you know? I like this team. I like uh, no, I do too. I do too. I, I, I don't too. know what you've done I to I think Robbie. they're a better defensive team than last year. That's yep. a big one for me. I think with you know Suarez and, and, and Justin Simon there, I think they've improved their defense. We know how good Cooks is there, so... Yeah. And, and and Derek Walton Jr. Yeah, man, he's Absolutely. killer defender, man, on ball, yeah. right? Like, yeah. um, sub, probably slightly better than Jalen Adams on oh, defensive yeah. end of the ball, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, okay, hey, terrific. Hey, Rob, Robbie, mm. can you just blink twice if, you know, just let us know you see? Woody hasn't got somebody Someone's hostage. Holding hostage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love the King's love. King's love. Love it. Love it. All right. Okay. Uh, most improved player. I think we, we're all going to be pretty much around the same boat here, but maybe we'll... AC, go for it. Lucky Dan. Okay. Ooh. I know. That's, that's a hot take. That is a very hot take. It's a hot take. I saw him in the Blitz, right? And I was like, whew, this Lucky Dan. Didn't see this coming. Shoot the rock, huh? Oh, my he, God. He hasn't he missed this season. Wow. I, and I knew yeah. for sure that it was a certain thing when I went out to the car park after the games one night and there were groupies and they wanted to talk... To either the American imports or Lockie Den. Oh, what? Like, Darwin Groovies? <laughs> he's going to say he was out there shooting from the car park. I said, <laughs> done that too, right? Yeah, uh, so Lockie Den for mine, most improved. Yes, well, I have a feeling we're going to say the same on this one, Woods. BMW, Billy McDowell White, man. I think so as well, yeah, because I think he had a little bit of a down year last year. Obviously, it wasn't a great year for New Zealand, but yeah, like the way he looked in that first game, and I could see someone like him getting this award. Yeah. I don't know about 16, 8, and 8, as we heard on the huddle, right? That he's going to put up. That's a stretch, but he's always going to be that triple threat, you know? Um, and, you know, it's very rare that an Australian local import point uh, a local point guard rather than import gets handed the keys to the offense of an, of an nbl team so for him to be given that opportunity um, he's an nba level talent which we've seen in the past before 
And having that uh, opportunity, I think he's going to thrive. Yeah. I hope he keeps attacking the rim and takes some more bodies <laughs> as well. Like Tony Smith Milner, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Put him on a poster. Made him a poster bunny, right? Uh, that was awesome. Still say that was the best dunk of last year, but uh, uh, the people might argue with that. Anyway, moving on. Sixth man of the year. Uh, don't tell me you're going to say what I'm going to say again. I think. Uh, I'm going to get creative on this one. Um, okay. Did Luke Travis start in that game last week? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. No, he didn't. He came oh, off the bench. Right, Luke yeah, he did. He came off the yeah. bench. Yeah, because Blanchfield's Blanchfield started. But if this injury for Blanchfield is anything serious, well, you I, might I, find I, him in the starting lineup. I made this prediction down before I heard about Blanchfield, so I'm going to stick with it. Luke Travis. Have you got a backup? Backup option if Travis starts. Um, who's another wildcat I can say? Um, well, I've got a wildcat. I got Corey Webster. You know, coming okay. off the bench, yeah, six man. Know. You know, he's going to be a bit of a microwave. I think generally he's going to give him a bit of a license to. You know, just come on and get quick buckets. Um, and with Xavier Rattan Mays maybe starting a little bit, and um, you well, know, he'll start definitely. Yeah. yeah, and then you've got um, Jack McVeigh who's going to come off the bench, but now he's starting. You know, will they play enough games to be eligible for sixth man? So I'm going to go with Corey Webster. AC. All right. Well, if you thought Lockie Dent was a hot take, you're going to be blown away <laughs> by this one. Sixth man of the year, Sean McDonald. Wow. Wow. Does not well, didn't he? Yeah. He does like him a lot. Earning, he's earning playing time, all his performance. He was yeah. just, you know, up in the Darwin, he was the same, got on the court, he was a microwave. I really like him, and I think uh, he's going to surprise some people. Yeah. A lot yeah, of recency bias here as well, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but those two guys you speak about, Lockie Dent and Sean McDonald, um, they've followed similar trajectories, you know? Being DP players, um, learned from some, some great players um, last year, obviously, um, with, with the guards that that um, McDonald had and, and same with Dent. And this year they've been given an opportunity and they're thriving, right? So It yeah. sort of feels like a changing of the guard, sort of like that generation you know, is phasing out and the new guys are coming in now and they're ready to make a mark and get their names sort of imprinted on the league. Yeah, I tell you, Lockie Dent reminds me of a little bit. Years and years ago, I saw this like little midget guy come off the bench for a little while and he's like, Adnam? I'm like, who the hell is this kid? Where did they find him from, right? Look at him now, right? Yeah. So, yeah. We, we probably yeah. need to do a segment on that guy after the way he played that game. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. Unbelievable. All, all green light team, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's got some moves in his repertoire, though, doesn't he? He's got he a complete offensive game. Yeah, yeah. no. no. And, and with Liafa gone, obviously, he's he's got that responsibility now on his yeah. shoulders, which is great, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about uh, Rookie of the Year. Who wants to go first? I'll take oh. away. I'm going oh, okay. to say Wardenberg from Cairns. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, really like the way he looked in that first game. I think he's going to get a lot of opportunity for that Taipans team. So I was trying to sort of think of what are some of these guys that have come straight from college. I know there's a few of them this year, but, yeah, he'd be the, he'd be the standout for me for that award. Hey, see you. Yeah, rookie is a bit confusing sometimes because it's like who's the eligible and who isn't. Can Travis get it again this year? You know? Yeah. No. <laughs> so, yeah, and there's a bit about, um, you know, Jonah Antonio, would he be eligible? He could be. But I've actually agreed with you. I'm going with Sam Wardenberg. Yeah, I mean, uh, make it three, right? Because he's going yeah, to get that opportunity to play um, and also start straight away on that, that upstart team. Um, so... He's going to get the most opportunity. I'm just trying to think, guys. Who's the other guys? Ryan Rupert from from New Zealand. Um, he could be in the yeah. mix, right? Uh, 
It's just really thing. hard to find finalists, isn't it? Because there was it's always such... that rule as well, like about imports, they can't get it. Because remember there was the John Mooney argument as well? They were saying he couldn't get it because he was an import, but it was he was strictly a rookie. It was his first, you know, professional contract. So, yeah, it's a little bit hard, some of the parameters on how they pick this, but... Junior Madut from Southeast Melbourne, he must be in the mix there as well if he gets to play. Um, right. Yeah, and and to, and to Savage from Southeast yeah, Melbourne. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, just trying to think if there's anyone else. David Okwera, I think he's playing. He's going to be playing as well. You know, uh, as a backup senator. You got to get so. that jersey. Hey, what, about your boy for, what about your boy for Tasmania? Is he eligible? So, McDonald. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think he would be. I think so, he would be. Yeah, he could be a sneaky yeah. chance, wouldn't he? Right. Yeah. Fair point. Some good rookies this year that we didn't actually think about. Now we, now we think about it, there's actually mm. some good first-year pros here so yeah. who are actually going to get some um, burn on the court. So it's really exciting to see. All right, final one, Coach of the Year. All right, I'll go. I'll take that and I'll say Adam Ford. He's already coached, He's already Coach of the Year in my book because yeah. he came out and talked about the camera, the yeah. camera work of the NBL's TV coverage. But, yeah, he's yeah. fine for sure. Absolutely. I agree. I'm going to say John really. Um I think, you know, obviously I've picked Sydney to be probably the, the minor premiers and, and, you know, potentially win it. I think Perth are going to be right up there. I think it's going to be a lot better basketball and a big improvement on the, the stuff they put out last year, the Wildcats. So, yeah, I'll take really for that award. That's that's a fair choice. I think uh, you're not wrong about it being a better brand of basketball already. This one game in, and I'm looking at going, this is more attractive to watch than what we saw last year. Absolutely. So. Yeah, no, terrific, guys. No, Thanks for that. Um, Okay, I'm gonna put you on the spot for one last one, right here. Ooh. I didn't, I didn't put it in in there or whatever. I thought, let, let me see if you guys can come up with something on the fly. All NBL first team. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, you have to say Walton and Cotton in the backcourt. Done. Yep. Done. Yep. Yep. I'll agree with both of those. All right, so we're done there. So three more. Cooks. Yep. Ah. Mm. Uh, Mitch Creek's Mitch gonna Creek. be. Mitch Creek. Yep. And then what do we need? Another, another, another front guy. court player. A big guy. Um, Just look around. Derek Pardon? What? No, no I'll no, say no. um, I'll say uh, Robert Franks. Yeah. Uh, okay. okay. Fair. That is a good call. Yeah, I think that'd be a nice name. So what are we talking there? Walton Junior, Cotton, Mitch Creek, uh, Xavier Cooks, and Xavier Cooks. Oof. Yep. Hey. Good one, there, yeah. Good one by committee there, guys. Good one by committee there, guys. I think we're all in agreement. Too much stuff we're agreeing on, but you know what? Let's we'll have we'll have Andrew back on the show later in the year, um, maybe around the playoff time, and then we'll actually have a look. Um, well, after these awards are announced, we'll we'll have Andrew back on the show. You no, know, I'll put this in a spreadsheet reason. or something as well, Wood, so we don't Every, sort of forget everything's in the like spreadsheet that, so. for you. Yeah, I know, man. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll just add one more, one more then. Okay, okay. just while sure. we're at it. Sure. Um, MVP sex symbol. Who's it going to be? And I've got my answer. Is there, is, is there even such a thing? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's Rob Lowe. Uh, okay. All right. Rob Lowe. No, I'm yeah. looking at <laughs> <and> JC. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay. I would, I would agree if it was Rob Lowe, the actor, you know? True. <laughs> you know, for sure. Rob Lyle or Rob Polinka, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, awesome, awesome. Shout out to you, JC. Shout out to you, JC. No, we love you. We love you, man. We love you. Um, no, it's been really fun and really interesting discussion, guys. You know, it's been good. The three of us have a great rapport together and it's been, it's been great. So terrific. Okay. So thanks, thanks to everyone for tuning in. You know, really appreciate all the support as always. Uh, Robbie, why don't you quickly go through and tell the audience a little bit about um, where we can be followed, found, all that jazz. 
Absolutely, mate. So look, you know, um, Woody's very sort of active on our Twitter sort of page these days. So please um, make sure you check that out. So that's at Throwbacks Hoops. Um, we're also on Instagram at throwback.hoops. Um, of course, our email address, throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. So, you know, please send through any sort of comments or feedback, any jersey requests there. Um, I was having a bit of a look through the cupboard last night, Woods. There are so many jerseys I'm looking forward to sort of, you know, show over these next few episodes. I haven't even touched the surface of these jerseys yet, trust me. So, yeah, uh, what about yourself there, Woods? What do you want to, what do you want to plug? Yeah, look, TikTok, Woody underscore V83. I've just started posting a few more things on TikTok again. Hey, shout out to Finesse Main, Jaden Oakley, who was on the telecast. Did you see him uh, uh, sitting at the scoreboard uh, of, uh, of the game? And um, I think I don't Corey, think he paid for those seats somehow. No, he didn't. Uh, no. Melbourne United provided him with the seats and um, Homicide. And I think, who was it? Um, Jack Heverin, I think it might have been. Because that guy's name's Finesse Main. He's got half a million Twitter followers or something. That's my boy, man. I was texting yeah. him off at the time. So shout out. <laughs> to him so um okay anyway back on subject um and patreon jump on patreon if you want to support us pledge some support to us we'd really appreciate that um i just want to double that i want to say everybody support your creators who make this stuff right it's a few bucks throw it to throwbacks hoops guys they deserve it they work hard they make a good show they put a lot of planning and effort into making this good for you guys to watch or listen to so, you know, show your appreciation, throw a fiver their way. It's totally worth it. That's really nice of you to say, AC, and you guys do a terrific show as well. Um, actually, it's a good opportunity for me to tell you to give the Pocket Pod a, a plug, man. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm usually talking basketball with Joseph Kaur, the guy we've been ripping into, um, at MBL Pocket Podcast. So website, if you want to find all our episodes and stuff, is just mblpocketpodcast.com. I'm... Me, my Twitter account is at Andrew Canyon, and that Canyon is spelled C-A-N-I-O-N. Um, Joe is also there at MBL Pocket Pod. Um, but yeah, fire, fire, have a listen to us, but put your money towards throwback groups. Thanks, Andrew. And the, the latest episode just dropped today, right? So that's covering a little bit about Kai Soto, I see, and Josh Majette. And what, 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 yeah, what do you yeah. guys talk about oh, in that episode? Yeah. I'll tell you what, the fun one is the uh, Milton Doyle experience. Yep, um, yep. I want to hear all about that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I, I've sort of been saying Milton Doyle's you know, maybe not best fit for Tasmania because yep. they need somebody who's a bit more dynamic. And I'm worried that Milton Doyle's solid without being dynamic. Um, on Twitter... Milton Doyle's mum came to his defence and sort of questioned my 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 um, my thoughts. I love it. I love it. I had a chat with her. We're back and forth. Now we're into we're, you know, we're sliding into each other's DMs. Both of us are now following each other. I love her. She's fantastic. Now Milton Doyle is now my favourite player for the Tassie Jack Jumpers. Oh, awesome. Because her his mum is a legend, right? So. It's a good reminder as well that, you know, I try not to play the man. I like to play the situation. But it is a good reminder that all these people are people and they have people they love watching and supporting them. And so just be mindful of that, people, when you're you're giving players a hard time. Like, criticise their professional output, but don't criticise them as people. Um, Actually, Andrew, you mentioned that Mikhail McIntosh, he was uh, also, you know, Berated quite a lot in the media last year on Twitter. And his mum came to his defense, wrote a massive Facebook post about uh, Mikhail, etc. So shout out to the Tasmanian imports moms to come yeah. in defense of their, of their sons, man. So, yeah, you know, that's, that's awesome, man. So I love it. So it's been fun today. Really, really, you know, you never know what's going to happen in a day of NBL uh, social media activity. I love it.
Love this league. Love Milton Doyle as well, man. He seems like a good guy, so wish him nothing but the best. All right. Everyone, listen to the listen to the NBL Pocket Podcast, and thanks thanks to everyone for your continued support of Throwback Hoops. Robbie, any final thoughts? No, look, get out and watch the games this weekend. As you mentioned, what, about 10 games, I think, was it this round, Wood? So, yeah, yep. obviously, you know, if you can't watch them in person, make sure you watch them on all the, the relevant channels. And, yeah, looking forward to Chop It Up again next week. Yeah, for sure. AC, any final thoughts? Chop, chop! <laughs> I love it, man. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been a blast. It's been a blast for sure. Peace out, guys. Cheers.